This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hi, everyone. This is Becky Robinson, and I'm so happy to be back with you for another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And today's topic is one that's really important to me, and I'm so thrilled to have met Jen T. Grace of Publisher Purpose Press. And today we're going to be focusing on the topic of social media and authenticity. Welcome, Jen. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Before we dive into the specific topic of authenticity as it relates to social media, I'm curious if you could tell our listeners as an author what channels you found to be most effective for you as an author and which ones you enjoy the most. Oh, that's a really good question. For myself personally and for the authors that we serve, LinkedIn happens to be a really good avenue just because there are so many B2B opportunities if you are being authentic on that platform in particular. I think there's... And we can go into details on this. I think there's a lot of people on LinkedIn that are very swarmy, very salesy, very inauthentic, and people can figure that out very quickly. But for me personally, LinkedIn is really where I spend a good amount of my time. And then you know the others, Facebook, Instagram. I know we have a lot of authors that are really doing really well on each of those platforms kind of individually. So there's not really a one swooping like, hey, everyone's doing awesome on Instagram. It's kind of a more of a case-by-case basis. Thanks for that. That's helpful, Jen. So you've already given us a hint as you referenced what it looks like on LinkedIn to be inauthentic. So could you talk to me a little bit, Jen, about what it means to you to be authentic on social media channels? The best way that I would talk about authenticity is talking about it both online and offline. Because I think a lot of times... We and everyone probably knows someone who falls into this where you meet this person at an event and they seem like so amazing and so dynamic because you're in a group of people and you're like, wow, this person's so magnetic. And then you actually catch them in the elevator and it's just the two of you, or you catch them in the lobby and it's just the two of you. And they are miserable and grumpy because they're just like, they're not putting on the show that they were putting on previously. So I think to me, that's a little bit of what authenticity is, is that. It's really, how are you the same you in all areas where you show up? So how are you the same Becky that is sitting here and you and I are having this conversation for others to listen to versus how were the two of us when the audio wasn't rolling versus how would you interact with your neighbor when you're bringing your garbages down on, on garbage day? You know, and I think that it's important to be that same person in all of those interactions. And I think why it, number it's important because it's more authentic. It's more genuine. People really get to kind of feel and know who you are. But I also think just from a mental health perspective, it's exhausting trying to be different people and show up differently in different scenarios and different settings that you end up wasting all sorts of energy on trying to be somebody that you're not. And that's really unproductive for any area of your life, especially business. So as you're talking about that, that makes a lot of sense to me. But I know that there is this kind of overall perception people have that social media just in its essence is inauthentic. So I've heard people say, you know, everyone only puts their happiest pictures on Instagram or they only put their best foot forward when they show up on social media channels. And so for some authors that I meet, they're reluctant 
to get involved in using social media as a means of sharing their messages because they feel like the channels themselves lend themselves to the opposite of authenticity. So would you have some tips for people who want to show up as their real selves on social media? And how do you navigate that belief or assumption that people think they can only share what's happy and good in their lives on social media? That's such a good question. So the authors that I work with all own businesses, and the majority of them are also public speakers. There's a couple of outliers that may not be public speaking, but the majority have businesses and they're thought leaders in their space, which is a lot of the reason why they wrote their books so they can kind of expand their reach, scale what they're doing. And there is one author in particular, and I will not say her name specifically, but I have known her for a very long time. We have worked together well before working on her book together. And I constantly wanted to strangle her because I was like, nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows the real you. And it's driving me absolutely crazy because I know the real you. We're friends. We work together. We have this long history together. I know other people have that same fondness of who you are as a person. But when you're on social media, you are so washed down and so watered down for who you are. Nobody can really connect and relate with you because no one really knows anything about you. And so it was a multi-year dragging her out of her comfort zone and out of her shell, convincing her that this was the right thing to do. And in doing so... I was able to convince her to start sharing personal details about herself. And I was like, I'm not going to really throw you into the deep end and make you really just kind of make a 180 and start sharing things that seem like so out of your comfort zone. And I think it would be a little bit alarming to an audience to have like this very kind of robotic way and like very impersonal way. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, like they're sharing information that I don't know if I should actually know. And so I really started to kind of coach her and guide her into doing that. And one of the biggest post that blew up on her platform. And I don't know if it was an anniversary post or if it was like a Valentine's Day thing, but it was like this love letter that she had written to her spouse that previously she never really talked about. I had to like really like force her to talk about her spouse. And was this beautiful, like it had a bunch of photos of the two of them together. They've been together for a long time. And it was one of the most like liked, commented, shared posts because it was so authentically who she was. And everyone that's worked with her or worked around her was like, finally, she's here. Like She's finally showing up as the person that we know her to be. And then at the same time, that was bringing in other people who were like, oh, wow, who is this person? I don't even realize this is the same page that I previously liked. And that was like the foundation because it gave her the validation to say, oh, wow, when I do share something personal, positive engagement occurs. And so with that little push, got her really like, okay, now I'm more comfortable actually sharing details about my life that are not necessarily directly tied to what I do for business. And it was like a, a huge aha light bulb moment for her. What a powerful story, Jen. I appreciate you sharing that. I've had a similar experience in partnering with clients and that idea of showing up is very closely connected to authenticity. It's like stupid and cliche by now, but I often will tell clients, you know, the magic happens when you show up. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about that, Jen. What do you think are some other benefits of showing up with authenticity? Because the story you just referenced, when you show up with authenticity, you open up this possibility that people can connect with you in a new way or remember you in a new way. What else do you see is a benefit of showing up with authenticity? To me, the biggest benefit, in addition to what I had already said about just the amount of mental energy that you're draining by not being who you are, where you want to be, is from just a marketing 101 perspective. 
is that we don't want to reach everybody. We don't want to capture every possible person on the earth is not a client of mine. They're not a client of yours. So what we want to do is that we want to either attract them or we want to repel them. And by being authentically who you are, you are going to do one of those two things. And I think a lot of people are afraid to have a message that repels somebody. But at the end of the day, that is absolutely what you want to do because you don't want to be wasting your time or resources or energy or efforts trying to bring in a client that is not going to be somebody that you're going to enjoy serving to begin with. So I think from just that standpoint, the more authentic we are, and to me, I'm always, I'm like, what you see is what you get. Like I said before, how you and I are right now is exactly how I am with any other interaction I'm going to have today. Because it's easier for me, but it also, people will either like me or they won't. And that's a beautiful thing because you don't want to serve everyone. And so from a marketing and messaging standpoint, I have it in my marketing and messaging all over the place that we serve the underrepresented voices most often, which oftentimes are LGBTQ people. They're people of color, people with disabilities. And that's very intentional because as a queer woman myself, like I don't want to work with someone who doesn't like me based on who I love. And so the more I can be outspoken about that, the more I'm going to repel that audience that's not going to want to do do business with me. And when we're talking about sexual orientation, gender identity, race, those are the, like the big things. But there's other things of maybe environmentally conscious. Like you don't want to work with people who don't have the environment front and center. So if you are authentically you and the environment is something you're really passionate about, talking about it, sharing it, being true to who you are in all those areas, it's going to repel the people who could care less about the environment. So you see what I'm saying? Does that all make sense? <laughs> Well, yes. And it's a really interesting take on it, Jen, that I've never thought of before. That one of the benefits of showing up with authenticity is it helps people figure out if we're the right fit for them. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little counterintuitive that we would create an online presence on purpose to repel the people who aren't our people, but it's so brilliant. (laughs) And so the downside is if we're not clear about who we are and what we value, then it's not easy for people to decide whether or not were the type of organization that we want to work with. Yeah. And I think that comes down to the products and the services that we offer. It comes down to who we are as people. It comes down to who our team is as people. And all of those are factors in whether or not somebody wants to do business with us. And I think from just a clarity standpoint, the more clear we are on who we are, who we want to be doing business with, and what we offer, all of those things in in conjunction with each other are really what makes somebody say, yeah, I want to do business with her or, oh, hell no, I, I want nothing to do with that. And either of those scenarios is a good scenario because then you're not wasting extra kind of time and energy from a business development standpoint on people who just don't fundamentally like you. That is so helpful, Jen. And for those of you who are listening, I'd be curious what action steps you can take away from this. So if you have been in a place where you've hesitated to show up authentically, or there's been a hesitation to share the details of who you are as a person, I hope that this is inspiring you to consider how you might choose to show up with more authenticity. Jen, I want to circle back to an earlier part of the conversation when we were talking about how social media channels in and of themselves kind of fuel this pressure to be bigger than we are or better than we are or happier than we are. So what do you think, Jen, about sharing the more difficult things in our lives? And how can we be sure that we're doing that in an authentic way as well? So another really good question. The people that I know and the people that I follow and the people that I respect 
I personally find that they share a balance of both of those things. And I would say it's probably like a two-thirds situation where two-thirds of the time, it's something positive, uplifting, exciting, some accomplishment they've recently received. And then there's that third of the time where it's like, I'm having a crap day and here's all the reasons why. And I feel like social media has been around for a long time at this point. I feel like it's still treated as if it's like the newest thing. But in reality, it is not the newest thing at all. There's new platforms. There's new ways of doing things. But the idea of social media is not new. And I think we're still all operating from that when it first came out standpoint of... If I post on here, it has to be all of the happy, positive things. Like that's all only what people are looking for. And I think there's a balance because you do have those people who are on social media platforms and all they do is complain and you just, you snooze them because you want nothing. It's like, okay, enough already. Like I get it. You're having a rough day. But the people who have that balance where most of the time they're uplifting and positive, and then occasionally they put a post in there that's like, listen, my business isn't doing great right now because this happened and this happened, or I had to let go of an employee because of this happening or this happening, or whatever those authentic real-time things have been happening, even if it's familial issues, talking about those things, a lot of times those posts are the ones that get really, really high engagement. And I know for me personally, I have the publisher purpose pages in all the different places. And then I have me in all of the different places. And I will intentionally share just to me, I like to highlight just entertaining stories of like my child saying the most ridiculous things to me on a regular basis, because he's like smarter than his years. But then he says things and I'm like, that's really profound. And so there's like that the happy uplifting side of things. But just the other day, he got student of the month, which I'm so proud of him for. But I also in what I was writing about, about him being student of the month, I also addressed the fact that he has debilitating anxiety, like severe anxiety, where it is an uphill battle every single day of his life to function on a basic level. And so my point in sharing that was like, hey, you can still have all of these struggles and you can still work through these struggles and you can still be recognized for your ability to work through those struggles. And so I could have just done what every mom does and like, hey, my child's amazing. They got student of the month and let everybody cheer. But I was like, no, this is an opportunity to kind of show and and let people in to that struggle that we have on a daily basis around his anxiety. And so what that does in my world and could do in someone who's listening to this world is that when I'm talking to somebody, or maybe they happen to see that post, or maybe they're listening to this and they go read the post, they're going to know something about me that I couldn't have put in the marketing material. They're going to know something about me in the sense that I can I know how to work with people that have mental health challenges of any kind, because I'm deal with this on a day-to-day basis. And so that's the really cool part about being authentic too, is that you're letting people into the really like rough, jagged side and edges of who you are, but it also shows who you are and what you're capable of. So if we're looking at two publishing professionals side by side, one person has this polish, like I'm amazing, I don't do anything wrong persona. And then you have the other person who's like, listen, stuff happens and I'm dealing with this mental health crisis at home. And the person that's debating, like, who do I go with? They're going to explore the person who has a similar challenge that they have rather than that person who's looking perfect. So I think that's a huge kind of, I know a little bit all over the place in my answer, but... No, I love it. What you're saying is that when we let people into the struggles that we have, we become more accessible to them. We become more relatable to them because none of us feel like that polished one. So I want to wrap up by talking about the choices that we have as it relates to showing up with authenticity, because there may be someone listening who's saying, that sounds great, but I can't talk about XYZ on my social media channels. 
as a business person. So Jen, what would you say to someone who has some areas of their life that they want to wall off from social sharing? Is it still possible to show up with authenticity, even when we make choices to keep some topics quiet? I think that's a tough question. Because I think without getting into political beliefs, I think the politics of what's happening right now in and of themselves make that really difficult for people. Because there could be people that you look at and you're like, wow, we're really aligned. We have all these great things. And then all of a sudden they post something that's in opposition to what your political views are. And then suddenly people make very sweeping decisions about who that person is without really spending the time of like, hey, that was somebody that I really respected and loved prior to knowing this information about them. What is it about knowing this that made me change? And I'm being very neutral about this. But I think that that's where it can get really challenging. So I think politics is something that in generally speaking, like that's not something that you need to talk about. That's not something that you need to bring into any of your social media dialogues. And I don't think you're being inauthentic by not doing that. I think you're being respectful by not doing that. You could also probably put religion into that same category because regardless of whether you're spiritual, where you are on any religious spectrum, there's still going to be people that have a knee-jerk reaction to who you are, what you believe in, et cetera. So again, I don't necessarily think unless that's kind of baked into what you're writing about, what you're speaking about, what your business is about, I don't think that necessarily has to be on social media either. So I think there are, I think if I were to say, here's a formula to follow or like a step to kind of think about, it would be make a list. So start by making a list of the things that you're passionate about. This, it could include that you're passionate about politics. It could include that you're passionate about your religion. But you really just kind of make that list of those areas that you're passionate about and then kind of go through and with a red pen and cross out the ones that really aren't going to further your objectives. And many of them might not actually further your objectives. I think you're always safe sharing about your significant other. I think you're always safe sharing about pets sharing about children, like those are very like, just sharing about your pets and children alone can like really help people get to know who you are on a deeper level. And you don't have to go into any of the political, religious, any of those hot topic issues that are going to get anybody burned by doing it. Unless you've been doing it all along, then you're fine. But you don't want to have been really kind of have all of the things walled off. And now you're like, I'm going to put my toe in this pond of sharing a little more about myself. Certainly do not go into the hot topic area. Just post a picture of your cat. You know, start small and like really work your way into it. (laughs) That's really helpful advice. So I want to wrap up this episode the way that we do all of our episodes because this podcast is called the Book Marketing Action Podcast. So I'm wondering, Jen, if you could identify a couple of action steps that authors could take today to increase their authenticity on social media. So I'm going to go back to the thing I had just said. So I would start with a list. I think that's step one. Action step one is just start with a list of the things that you are already comfortable with talking about, like just do a spreadsheet that has some columns in it, things that you already talk about that you're comfortable with, things that you are super passionate about, and then make that third column the things that you will actually start to do. And don't go hog wild and go all in right now. You know, Just one step at a time, say, all right, this week, I'm just going to post a picture of my animal. And just see what happens. See what people say. And we're talking about book marketing. Grab your book, put your pet in front of your book, put the book behind your pet, do something with your pet. <laughs> right? Like we have an author who wrote a book called What Are You Waiting For? You Don't Have Nine Lives. And it's very much like who moved my cheese, but she's using her cat as like the way to tell the story. And my cat one day just hopped up on my desk and was like, had his head like peeking behind the cover of her book. And almost like in the same way that the cat on the book looked. And I was like, this is like the best photo op. Like I wasn't even staging it. And this is the perfect opportunity. And now she uses it in all of her marketing. 
because it's a tie-in. But even if your book is like a business book, you could be like, wow, look who else is enjoying this book today. Like you can be really kind of lighthearted about it. And it doesn't have to be this like big endeavor. And then just see what happens, see how people are kind of reacting to it. Then you can make that decision of like, okay, what is my plan from here? So you kind of like, it's almost like doing an assessment. You kind of assessed what you're not sharing and what you are sharing, and then you'll decide what you're comfortable with. And then deciding what platforms. So step two to me would be deciding what platforms you're willing to share personal stuff on because LinkedIn is not the best place to be sharing personal information. So if you have a Facebook or a Instagram, that's where you should be really doing that personal sharing. But it doesn't mean that you can't share a little bit of personal stuff on LinkedIn here and there. But they're very different strategies and very different audiences. So then it's a matter of saying, all right, if I want to start sharing these things, on what platform am I going to do that? And so you can kind of decide from there. I think just starting with those two steps alone can be really, really helpful. Those are really great next steps. And if you're listening today and you decide to try them, I'd love to hear what you come up with. And if we can be of any help to you, you can always email me and we'll talk about that a little later. But we want to give Jen a chance to tell you how you could find her and her company and what the best ways are to connect further. Beautiful. Well, since we're talking about social media, I can be found on almost all of them at Publish Your Purpose Press. Some of them are Publish Purpose because my company name is a little bit long. And then I am personally at Jen with two N's, T Grace on all of the platforms as well. And then our website's publishyourpurposepress.com, which is indeed a tongue twister. And do you want to give a shout out to any one of your books? I'm sure that you don't have a favorite. Really quickly, what are some books that people could read of yours that would help them get to know you better? Jeez. Well, I can do a shout out for my own memoir that I released in September of 2020, which after having navigated so many people through the process, doing my own memoir was quite a journey to say the least. So it's called House on Fire and it's available where all the books are sold. And the hardcover itself has a really cool forage design that has flames on it that they're in color. It's the most amazing thing you will ever see. I'm so proud of it. and very, very proud of how that came out. Well, Jen, thank you so much for the way that you showed up today with authenticity as a model to all of us. And I look forward to communicating with you in the future. For those of you who are listening, we'll be back next week with another episode as we continue our social media theme this month. And we appreciate always any of your likes or reviews on various podcast platforms. So thanks. And I hope to talk with you, Jen, again soon. You bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you invested some time with me. I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. Our website has many additional resources to help guide you no matter where you are on your book marketing journey. Check out the show notes of this episode for links to valuable free resources to support you. 